This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! It's the dawning of a new era. It's the warm-up episode 136. It's your host, Brady Frost. And Tom Bradshaw is with me, having spent the last week exclusively on Andre Brightonwright's Wikipedia page. Tom, how are you doing? <laughs> I am not bad. Mr. Guardian, how are you? Are you all right? <laughs> uh, I'm very good, obviously, because I've been in a national newspaper. I'm, I'm very smug about it, and uh, I'm going to use it against everyone. No, uh, no, actually, I, I do want to say um, thanks to all the lovely comments I got for that. That was really good, because I, uh, I was saying to you before we recorded, Tom, I was expecting a little bit of um, a pushback. I got one calling me a bit soft, and you said, well, some guy said I should wear shin pads. <laughs> oh, I do wear shin pads. Um, yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Um, came out of the blue. I think my highlight has to be um, Cozzy uh, saying he loves my our team name, Club Tropicana Drinks FC. So um, I think it's a great yeah. team name. It is a great team name. It's, it's good. But as I found out, you've used it for your team at Uni. Yeah. So it's not. It did. I mean, it's a, it's very it's a very good one, and um, we weren't that great as well. Although we got into the equivalent of what was the Champions League of our five aside, um, wow. and yeah, we had a little chant and everything about Club Tropicana Drinks FC being in the Champions League, a long time oh, Yeah, nice. No, we used to um, because I used to I was playing in Huddersfield, but I was living in Leeds, and I used to drive over with uh, James. And we used to play it like as we were like the last month to like hype ourselves up. So, um, and we also used to wear like pink Real Madrid shirts. So I'm just thinking, you know, the sight of us driving through Huddersfield in like my crappy yeah. <laughs> pink it like this yeah. a full blast. I mean, it had to be. We, used to, we we had bright like luminous orange, and then I created um, this iron-on badge for the kit as well. So yeah, we were. You got to be colourful with a name like that, aren't you? You have, you have. Um, I'm sure town fans want to listen to this um, rather than talk about the new manager, but I certainly want to talk about it. But maybe we should talk about it, Tom. Um, 
obviously this will this is going out on Wednesday, uh, and we will have a special episode on Andre Brighton, right? Myself and Mr. Matt Shaw, the Podfather himself. Um, but we are going to talk a little bit about it because let's be honest, Watford is it that interesting a game without the new man in charge? Probably not. Um, he says, trying to hype up a preview show that he does every week with you. Let's let's do some previewing, shall we, Tom? Uh, Townsend manager, he will take his team to Vicarage Road to face Watford for his first game in charge. The Hornets ended a run of four straight defeats last week with a 1-0 away win against Rotherham. Um, my favourite stat about Watford, Tom, they're 11th in the table. They've won 11, they've drawn 11 and lost 11. That is beautiful. Mi- that Look up, look at mid-table in the dictionary. That's mid-table, isn't it? Textbook. Uh, yeah, and also, what was quite interesting looking into it is, um, and Stephen Chicken pointed this out, actually, but Valerie and Ishmael's side, they haven't actually won at home since the end of November when they beat Norwich 3-2. Um, mm-hmm. You're nodding, because I know you said you had some stats. Have I just nicked all your stats? Yeah, well, we might as well finish the podcast now because that's basically what I'd uh, looked into but yeah I mean it's a terrible terrible run not just at home and um, that, that actually picked up more points away this season than they have at home um, on average so yeah I mean they're, they're on a bit of a poor run it's one draw in the last five so uh, that does include a game against Leicester City and Ipswich but I think it also includes um, Stoke and Bristol City and, and Cardiff so it's not like they're not coming up. They weren't pulling any trees up, you know what I mean, against um, maybe some big hitters. So, yeah, it's a pretty poor run they're on at the moment at home. Mm, yeah. It's, I don't know what you feel about Watford. Because um, historically, like, you kind of look at Watford as a bit of a yo-yo team in between the Premier League and um, the Championship. But now I just kind of, I don't know, like, uh, they're very like I can't judge them. Like it was, it very, I obviously the game that probably sticks most in town man's uh, town fans' minds recently is the three two win we had last season to Warnock because that was a really good win. But I don't know if you're a neutral. I kind of look at this in like I don't think you'd be surprised if we maybe got a result. But I also, you know, what I mean, it, I think because they're so mid table, I kind of feel like this this probably has draw written all over it. But um, I don't know if you agree, Tom. I think um, from what when I spoke to a couple of mates who support them in the past, this season is quite a big transition slash I think the owners may be uh, going through some, not like a big financial trouble, but there's a bit more restrictions on them at the moment. I mean, they used to be chopping and changing managers left, right and centre. It seems like they're actually going to stick with Ishmael for a bit, especially after that quite hilarious announcement of him signing the uh, the extension where everyone thought it was the corner flag and they thought oh, minute, they've got rid of another one but yeah, it was a to announce that he's staying on for another couple of years um, and I think uh, the, the kind of players that they've been bringing in there's a lot there's a bit more movement I mean sorry a bit more movement between the is it Uden, Udinese, isn't it, that they're kind of mm. partnered with? So starting to see a bit more of that, I think. Um, again, because they're not really spending too much on, on players like they have been in the past. So I think um, it's a it's one of those where I think they're trying to f- maybe find a bit more consistency. And um, you can only do what they were doing for so long, I think. Um, I mean, they we're, we're turning into the new Watford with the amount of managers we go through. So, um, 
I think they'll uh, I think they'll stick with Ishmael for for hopefully a couple of seasons and give him a chance to build something. Yeah, yeah, it's hard hard to judge him as a manager really. I, I think because obviously he had that really good season with Barnsley where they kind of you know surprised everyone and you know exceeded expectations and then it didn't really work out for him at West Brom. Uh, and now he's kind of here, and like you said, they're, they're like mid-table. So, yeah, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of an interesting one. I mean, we, we'll probably it's probably a good time to talk about the the new manager because um, one of Kawana's question this week is about about um, Andrew Brighton, right? But Tom, as I mentioned, we're going to kind of cover it in a little bit more detail. When I say more detail, we're going to hear from people who actually know about his career rather than myself, who's like, oh yeah, it's it, it's not Michael Duff. Um, what are your thoughts on the new man, right, for for this game? Um, I'm I'm pretty excited about it as a as a uh, idea, I guess. I mean, it, we you clipped it and put it out, didn't you? Saying how I was I was hoping we were going for something a bit different. Um, mm. We we've gone for something different. So yeah, for me, it is exciting. It's I think anyone was no one was ever gonna be sure on keeping us up so um I, I wouldn't have felt kind of guaranteed survival with anyone i think at least with this from what i've read about the kind of football that he plays um i'm looking forward to it i think hopefully we're gonna maybe see a, a bit more of a follow-on from what we've been seeing under john worthington but maybe there'll be a bit less i'd say naivety in some of the decisions throughout the game because um, I think John Worthington has been brilliant and he's he's brought fans back on side. He's shown that these players can perform and play well and and do the the football that Huddersfield Town fans like to see, which it's not just, you know what I mean? It's not just passing the ball around. I think Town fans just like to see aggression, trying to win the ball back and playing quick, playing fast. So I think as long as he kind of sticks to those those principles, he should keep everyone on side and we now know that we can score goals all over the pitch, really. I think people have really chipped in in these last couple of games. So I think especially that Chef Wednesday one, are still, like, when the two strikers go off, you're like, bloody hell, what's going to happen here? And then and you have people kind of stepping up and showing what they can do. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I also think uh, players will respect him. I think they'll... They might, I mean, we didn't really know who he was, but you kind of look at the kind of calibre of team that he has managed before and you think, right, you've got someone you've got someone serious here, whereas you've got Fovers coming in who was just an assistant coach. And, and, you know, it makes it, it's got to make a difference. It has got to make a difference for me. Like, um, it's that kind of knowing what, what they've done in the past and then I guess just the kind of person they are and it, it, from the little clips I've seen of him he's, he seems very team orientated and giving me a bit kind of, well, I mean it's German German manager style for me uh, kind of a bit Wagner vibes maybe mm, yeah I mean I suppose I suppose I saw online I think um, only Fisher might have pointed it out but he was making the point that um, if you look at it on paper it's probably the, the best appointment have ever made a manager. I don't know if you do you agree with that, or do you think that's maybe recency bias? And 
As in, like, where they've been before and what they've done, like, yeah. Yeah, college, just spoke about their CV yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, get, I guess, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's definitely up there. Like, if you if you were going to just put names on paper, yeah, and who we've pointed in the last, what would you say, 20 years? He's, yeah, yeah, way ahead at, at what he's done in the past and stuff and kind of the teams that were after him before he'd come to us. So, what was it, Besiktas were after him and then um I, I, just a few days before he was announced i remember seeing um i think it was hamburg fans calling for him potentially because they're in the second tier now i think so looking for a bounce back and he's, i think he he was there before was he brady maybe but it's schalke as well and things like that so yeah it's yeah massively up there isn't it um i don't really i can't think of someone else who kind of has come in with such a caliber other than Mr. Warnock. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because we we were talking about it last week, where we were like umming and ahhing about, oh, you know, do you give it worry until the end of the season? We both kind of said no, really. And I think, you know, I think John Worthington's done absolutely fantastic, um, you know, as a caretaker. I don't think you could ask for much more, really. I mean, I was at the whole game and it was so gutting to lose like that. But I think, you know... Kind of went. At least we went for it. It was just a bit of a sucker punch at the end, but yeah. And I think um, you know, I think um, Ian Kilroy or Killer like made the point on the on the main pod that you know the best thing Worthy's done is like giving them time to think about this and bring someone in like that. And I I think that's a, a really good point because you know it's it's really strange because I think the mood you know and, and it'll be interesting to see with his first game. And I think you know town fans love to. I think we'll have a good good number uh, down there, particularly with um, him it being his first game. But the mood feels completely different, and I think it's you know, like you say, he doesn't have to do much. But then also, in terms of results, we're actually a little bit closer to the relegation zone than we were, you know, before. So it's um, it's a really interesting one. Like I say, um, I would encourage anyone who's not listened to it to listen to our special episode because um, there's some really interesting insight on it. Um, but like you say, Tom, any any managerial appointment at this point, you like, it's not guaranteed of safe of relegation. But I suppose I'd ask you, how do you feel about you know? Again, here we are talking, and he's not managed his first game yet. But how do you feel compared to if we if Town had gone for like a Michael Duff type? Um, I worried for the kind of Michael Duff, Paul Heckenbottom type that we'd end up reverting to very kind of Darren Moore. I think for me, their type of attacking football is a different brand to the the John Worthington attacking football, which I think sometimes maybe it doesn't work, but it gets town fans on your side. Whereas they, for me, fell in the, the kind of Darren Moore brackets. And we saw what happened when Moore tried to play his attacking football. We got absolutely battered. So I'd, I, I was I would not have been optimistic if kind of either of those two came in. To be honest, I I think my view was you bring in something different, exciting, or you bring in something maybe young and up and coming and long term. Um, I think we've gone down that kind of exciting and different because you look at kind of his record at uh other teams he don't he don't really stick around for long it's, i think it's max two years in it so i think we know we're not gonna 
we're not going to have someone here for four or five years, even if things go well. I think even when things have gone well at other clubs, he's he's kind of he's dropped off a bit. Like it looks very similar to how David Wagner um, just goes about his stuff. I think kind of a really good short burst coming in, maybe a whole season of pretty decent stuff, and then it maybe fizzles out a bit. But yeah. Mm. I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, what are your thoughts on him? Are you uh, are you excited about it? I'm really pleased that we haven't gone for a, a Duff type. Not because I don't. I, I think Michael Duff. I, like I said, I, I wanted him in the summer. I think that made a lot of sense, mm. given the type of team we were at that point, and it'd be similar to Warnock. But I just think you know we did polls and stuff like that, and like it's not. I, I get it from one perspective because look, we're on a third manager of a season for the second season in a row. It's not you. We, you know, unfortunately, we're beggars. We're not choosers. Um, but judging by the fan reaction to Duff, and you know, again, there was those rumours that Alan Nixon put about how you know Duff was offered the job, but only if he relocated. And Kevin Nagel on X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, seem to suggest that there's not much truth in that, but just I think we did a poll as well actually, and the fan response was a bit eh, not particularly excited about it. So I'm just pleased it is that left field option. Option, um, like you said, we town fans like something different. And look, let's be honest, it's a lot more exciting to have a foreign manager who you don't know much about, who's it's their first job in English football, and you look at his CV. I, I think it is exciting. And it's that's probably what we need, you know. Um, even though you could probably argue the safe choice would have been to go for a Michael Duff. So I think I think it's really interesting. I mean, you know, like you say, he's got a really impressive CV. Um, from what we heard from kind of the experts in that, in that deep dive on him, um, his teams seem to like get their methods really quickly, and like you start to see a, a real impact, which is exactly what we need where we are currently. Um, and like you say, he's not around forever, and he. But again, it's kind of. I don't really mind that. I sort of feel sure you want to build something and like have someone forever. But we've seen with players, if we have really good players, they um, they're going to get snapped up by a bigger bigger team with bigger resources. And I don't necessarily mind that because that shows we're doing something right. You know, I mean, even the best, like you know, his name's Brighton Writer. We have another Brighton writer that we like, Mr. David Hartrick. And, you know, look at Brighton. They get poached all the time for managers, players, and they continue to rebuild because they've got the infrastructure and the positive behind. So, yeah, um, I think, I suppose that's my long way of saying that. I'm, I'm quite excited. Um, and I'm pleased that the fan base is excited because I think we need that, um, particularly what is the, we're coming to the business end of the season. So, Speaking of which, we talked about the fans. Um, it is time for Kwana's question. Uh, it is an Andre Brighton writer special, if you like. And here is Kwana's questions jingle. Okay, so the question we wanted to ask you fans was, uh, what are you hoping to see from Andre Brighton writer's first game in charge of Huddersfield Town? Uh, so I'm going to read out some of the listener responses and I'll ask Mr. Tom Bradshaw over there um you'll hear from myself uh ian wilson says watford are very beatable only play the players that genuinely don't need a break they looked out on their feet versus hull and should be able to admit if they can't put in a massive shift in for 90 minutes you get found out against decent opposition up the town 
The Duke says, keep the attacking mindset when we have the ball, but add in some game management and tactical awareness. Then get rid of the underdog small team mentality and start punching up. No free hits or happy to be here rhetoric. And Jodie Calvert, she says, more of the same. Players enjoying the football, playing with freedom, creativity, and an attacking mindset. The, fault, the results will follow. Hashtag all about the triangles. Hashtag simple game. Tom, uh, I, I'm guessing you're in agreement. It's kind of a continuation of uh, what we're, we've seen under Worthy. Yeah, um, definitely. I think, um, yeah, Watford are, Watford are beatable. I think it was, was the first point, wasn't it? And um, I would agree that the... The kind of, I look at the the stats from the last few Watford games, and I mean Rotherham created loads of chances against them the other day. Um, probably were a little bit unlucky not to not to get a draw or, or maybe even three points. And I think the the credit to Watford there is that they defended very well against a kind of big physical team. Um, but I don't I don't think we're we're really that to be honest. I don't mm. think we were were kind of like. Um, Rotherham this season, so um, and then look at the uh, the the other other few games that they played, and I think yeah, if you if you putting out a similar a similar squad in these last few games, um, and how Worthy's been getting the lads to play, then we can really have a go at them. And I know that Watford have been giving away kind of a lot of a lot of free kicks outside the box, quite quite reasonably close range, and we we saw how dangerous especially we could be from those against Sunderland. I think, um, I don't know who our free kick specialist is now, but like <laughs> it was, uh, it was quite amazing that in, in one game we saw two kind of well-worked free kicks and that looked like they had some sort of a plan um, and compared to maybe what had come before. So um, yeah, I, I think um, totally keep, Go at them, um, play the players that uh, a fit. I, I think there's there was a few questions asked by quite a few players. I don't know what you thought after um, Saturday, Brady, but um, quite a few questioning Hoggy's maybe fitness. Um, mm-hmm. and is it is it time to give Kasumu that kind of step up or not? Um, is he ready for that? Um, with a lot call, a lot saying about Kasumu and Matos in the middle, maybe. Yeah, I think it's hard as well because it was three games in in one week, as and um, I think it's a good point um, with Hog. Like we've said this, like love Jonathan Hog. So please, he's got a mural. I think he deserves a testimonial. Absolute legend. I think if I'm being complete, really critical, I think his importance to us kind of highlights where we've maybe gone wrong. Don't get me wrong, I still love him in the squad and we did a thing with Louis a few weeks ago where um, I'd certainly keep him. I think he's out of contract to go into transfer mark. Certainly keep him, but one, he can't play 46 games because he's, you know, he's got that recurring hip injury and he's getting on a bit. But two, I just don't think you need him for every game. Um and like you say, maybe it is time to have the Kasumi Matos. I think that I mean the thing is Kasumu um he's quite good at breaking the lines and brings a lot of energy, whereas that's not Hogg's game. So again, it'll be really interesting to see with the new coach how we kind of set up. But it's it's interesting because it's a bit I think Hogg is very Marmite in some ways. Like people love him, but some people really love him no matter what, and some people like are first to criticize. 
Um, and I think this is why I'd be interested in seeing under the new coach because from all accounts, he's not, you know, he's quite likable about the players, but every manager picks Jonathan Hawk. So yeah. been- no, no one's come in, have they, and like not had him involved straight away. And I mean, he- I mean, he is though. I don't even think he must. I don't even think you say he must be such a professional. But I think town fans know it. He is. He has potentially been consistently town's one of town's best players in the last. I don't know what seven eight years. I mean, when he started, there was a bit of like he's. I thought he was going to be, but I think he wasn't being played in the right position. Um. Then, but yeah, what a player he's been for town. So. And obviously, there's not been a manager coming who doesn't respect him. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to, to answer the question, I suppose it's a bit like when Wagner came in. I, obviously, we're at the point where we need results. Um, but I, I just want to see a change. Like, And it's, it's difficult because Worthington's done a good job. But I, I think with Wagner, one of the great things, you know, and again, hindsight, but even though we lost his first two games, you could see what we're trying to do. And yeah. I, that's what we we want to see. Like, you know, I know it's only, I think he's only uh, time of recording, recording this on Tuesday. Um, again, we took charge, you know, the first training sessions there. But I want to, I think we just want to see what, you know, potentially, you know, we want to see an identity and a style. I think, yeah. I think that's the main thing. Um, and yeah, it is, you know, we do have the players to do it. And I think, Hopefully, a bit of a break. I think part of the whole game was, you know, we were just a bit knackered because we were playing in such an intense way. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. But I, I agree with you. I think Watford are certainly there for the taking. So, yeah, we'll we'll see. But we'll take a quick break now. Um, but before we do, if you're going away to Watford, why do you order some beers now on magicrockbrewing.com? Get 10% off any online orders that you do with our code AHTTC10. Um, yeah, and you can take them down for the drink and or just order them if you're you know, watching the game at home. Obviously, you can't watch the game at home if you're in the UK, wink. Uh, but if you are watching, <laughs> catch up on the highlights, I don't know. Um, yeah, thanks to Magic Rock for sponsoring and make sure you use that code. And we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about this game and we'll answer some questions from the mailbag. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Okay, so Tom, um, really hard to know how town are going to set up here. Um, again, referring to the excellent We Are Terriers substack from Mr. Stephen Chicken, he seems to think uh, Brighton right, uses a 3 1 4 2, and mm-hmm. Worthington's done something similar 
um, you know, on the on the ball in recent weeks. What do you want to like? How how would you do it in terms of setup? I, I mean, it'll be really interesting to see what it goes for. But I think particularly with that whole game, because um, I, w- I went to said game on Saturday, I did get the feeling we were crying out for a, a bit of a. It, it was a game where, as it, the longer it went on, we needed that presence up front, that striker. And obviously, Bergsall came on and affected the game, but and then Warder came on, but Warder wasn't fit. But it, I was a bit surprised um, Radulovic didn't um, didn't get a run out. I felt that was a game for him. So, yeah, what what do you what would you like to see for this? Um, I f- I think uh, it's hard, isn't it? I think. Bergzog has been coming on and being brilliant impact player. So I don't know if you kind of keep him on the bench for now. Um, I think I look at their kind of lineup. They seem they seem to be very seems to be a four three three is what Ishmael plays and has been, especially in these last few games. Um, so I don't know if Town need to counteract the kind of the free up top with being a bit more defensive. I mean, Worthington has played four at the back, hasn't he? A bit recently. So um, I don't know if you you almost want to match it, but I, I guess he's not. He seems, like you're saying, he seems to be a, a very free at the back kind of, kind of bloke. And I guess when you've got the wing backs for that, it works really well. And I think um, kind of Jackson and Spencer can can do those jobs pretty well, even even if you want to go a bit more attacking. Thomas and Karoma have have done those as well this season. So um I'd maybe start Radders. I, I think I don't know if I think after the Wednesday kind of going off, I think Worthington and I wouldn't be surprised if John Worthington thought this thought it was a bit soft. <laughs> like you playing five aside Brady. Um, <laughs> I did get elbowed in the ribs really hard. <laughs> uh, so I, I I don't know if Worthington maybe just needs to see a, want to see a bit more fight there. So, um, but I, I I don't think that Watford back line is as bruising as the Chef Wednesday one, and and maybe you could see um, him have a bit of joy against the kind of those two centre backs. And it looks like Ben Hammer's been playing in there, I think. For the ben last Hammer. Hammer, 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 Hammer time, Hammer time. Um, so, yeah, that's that's also going to be an interesting kind of moment, especially for town fans behind the goal when uh, Mr. Hammer comes running over. Um, Tell you what, Ben Hammer's going to have a nail on. It's uh, going to be nailed on that good performance against us. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think I think I think more attacking for me, Brady. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are on it, kind of lineup wise. I, I think keep it, keep keep having a go. And I don't I don't think we should be turning up, um, being worried about. Do you know what I mean? Having to sit back here because the last, especially their last few kind of games, the, they've not kind of outstatted anyone they, they don't really keep the ball too much um they're obviously on a bit of a bad run especially at home so i think 
you can't let them settle in and and give them an easy time and make them think oh do you know what actually we're doing all right here today you need to get at them straight away and it's like some of those some of those um i think one of my favorite moments in this um in this worthy regime was i think it was the sunderland game where we had the kickoff and after something like five seconds we were on the edge of their box because we just played so direct so quickly and i don't think sunderland were kind of expecting that and i think it's a it's a proper brush breath of fresh air it is um so yeah that's uh i don't know if i've even answered the question there Brady, but yeah what about you? um, you've done uh what we like to call on the podcast game you've done some nice filibuster in there Mm. No, no, I think I think it's a good point. It's really hard to say, isn't it? Because like, you know, um, it's kind of going back to Quan's question. I think it's all about attitude. But I, I suppose yes, he has a body of work that the Watford analysts can look at. But I think maybe this is if you want to look at it in a positive way. You know, they won't really know how he wants to set up this team. You know, he might have ideas, but they, so I think that's maybe an advantage for us. Yes, it's a short um, period of adaptation for the players, but um, you know, I think one of the things we, we heard is he, he seems like a pretty smart guy. You know, so um, I think in some ways, I actually thought the whole result was perfect for him because it's you've seen Town. Um, you know, yes, they've gone behind, but you've seen what they can do, but. And you've seen some positives, but it's not a good result. And there's things you could do to make it better. So I, I think um, he'll maybe take a lot from that. Hopefully, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I think um, I, I would maybe go for a, for a striker. I I would be tempted to do some rotation because I think everyone looked a little bit knackered. Yeah, uh, with I think Matt, you know, Matos is. Um, I'd, I'd still include, but maybe you'd start Bergsorg in this one. I think Kroma's done really well, but he looks a little bit leggy. I think Sorber could maybe do with a rest, but he's so crucial to us. Um, he is. Do you know what, Brady? Absolute massive shout out slash flowers to Sorber Thomas because people absolutely berated him for, I don't know, for no reason, in my opinion. Um, especially last season and uh, I mean at the start of this year there was still a bit of like I don't know just random attacks on Sober Thomas um, and I would say uh, I mean it's him and Helic who have been kind of the, the players that have, have dragged us out of the shit quite a bit this season um, mm -hmm. and Sober Thomas has been extremely consistent and also I feel like he's shown some leadership this year, which has been really interesting to see that kind of development of him. So, yeah, I think um, well done, Sober Thomas, and um, possibly our best player this season so far. Yeah, I'd, I'd argue. I think he could make the case very easily. He deserves our player of the season, uh, like best on what we've seen so far. You know, Darren Moore wasn't. Um, you know his tenure just wasn't great. It didn't work out, but he was always the one who was playing playing for him. You know, I think Sorbas added so much to his game um, in terms of off the ball and working hard. And look, we always know he was great whipping balls in and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I've been really. I think he's really developed this season as an as an overall player. He has added 
you know, some goals to his game as well. Um, that finishing in Southampton was very good as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I completely agree with you, Tom. Um, not that we're a podcast that does give out flowers, but um, you know, not a thing. But I would give out flowers to Sober Thomas in case anyone's like, what the bloody hell are you talking about? <laughs> um, it's just giving, giving credit, I suppose, is another way of saying it. Yeah. So plenty of credit needs to go to Sober Thomas. So, yeah, with that in mind, ignore what I said. I, I think he needs to start. Um, so that's it, though, Brady. I've, I I kind of agree with you. You, you. You're relying on him quite a lot, and he probably does need maybe just a bit of a, a break in the legs, maybe. But I don't know who who then becomes maybe Della as you kind of that driver forward. But I think you miss out Sauber massively when he's not on that pitch. Mm. Yeah, I'd start him, and maybe maybe if we're looking positive, maybe you'd take him off. Um, I don't, I don't think he'd like being taken off, but um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I if Bergdorf's fit, because obviously he, he looked a little bit, he was limping a little bit towards the end of the whole game. Mm. Um, I'd probably start him if he's fit. I'd may, I'd maybe get Radders in there, um, just because, particularly with the whole game, we when they were kind of capped in their box defending again it depends on game state and stuff but we were playing some you know we kind of needed to play some intricate stuff to unlock and uh radilovic like he Andrea, so my friend andre is uh, always is gonna have a go at me for pronunciation yeah. big man Boyan. um i think his style of like laying it off and like bringing others into play might be quite good uh uh, yeah, and again, like Helix, you know, could come back in this. I just think it may be a bit of freshness. I don't think you want to change too much, but uh, just a little bit of freshness um, could help as well. But it'd be interesting because, you know, as um, Neil Wayne always used to famously say when we appointed uh, Carlos Corbrandt, uh, you know, there's always one player who does better under a new manager than you expect, and he'd always give the example of uh, Mateus Click at Leeds. Um mm. So it'd be kind of interesting to look out for that. Um, so yeah, quite excited for Saturday. With that in mind, Tom, what's your match prediction? Um, I think so. Ooh, I mean, so they they've they're not they're not scoring bags loads at home, but they're not also conceding. I think I think the, their goal difference at home is something like. A plus five, I think it's something like twenty six scored at home and then twenty one conceded something along those lines, close to that. So like, the, there's a goal, there's goals, there's a goal there to be had. I think um, it's just whether you can maybe defend well above. I think if you get at them early on, um, especially the kind of form that they're in, not just at home. I think in general they've not really been on the greatest run. Um, I mean, it sounded like such a relief that they they won on on Saturday against Rotherham. So I don't know if that might give them a bit of confidence, a bit more of a bounce. But I look at the stats they've had, especially in the last few games and against Rotherham, who, sorry, any Rotherham fans that are randomly listening to this Huddersfield Town Watford yeah, preview. What are you doing? Um, yeah. <laughs> they are the worst team in the league, uh, one of the worst teams in the Championship ever, potentially. And they actually, they actually were unlucky to not kind of come away with something against that Watford team. Um, it's they're very attacking down the wings and like to take a lot of long shots. Is, is what I've noticed looking at some of their highlights. So I think if you 
you kind of maybe you do that maybe three at the back and then the two wing backs is very important but it's more defensive with maybe Brody and Jackson potentially doing the work down there on Nakiyama maybe um could be useful so I think if you keep that kind of quiet I mean uh is Aspria is in it it was it was on a bit of a bit of a decent run he scored an absolute screamer but I mean again another screamer outside the box this got against Rotherham brilliant finish from him but he is on a run so it's one of those if you keep the form players quiet you kind of keep the 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 lads in the middle who uh, uh reasonably is it Sema in the middle who's a quite a tidy little player who who hmm. been creating stuff for the last couple of games um and then you keep former players like Tommins coming on and scoring quiet. <laughs> um, I think there's an, a massive opportunity for Town to get a, a rare three points away this season. So um, I I do think Town can win this game, and I think Town will win this game, Brady. It is going to be a 2-1 Town win, um, and we'll go for Sober Thomas score again. And... Uh, let's go Danny Ward coming on and scoring because he likes scoring away at Watford. He does, he does. Yeah, it's a good shout. It's really hard to predict. Um, well, I, I don't know why we care though because I, I don't think we ever get them right. Um, I, I, I think we'll see. A, I think we'll see a performance. Um, yeah, it's it's difficult though. I'd feel more confident if maybe had a little bit of time. Uh, the new uh, Andre Brighton right there. So I was when I was thinking about this, I felt like mm, this is probably a one-all, which wouldn't be, you know, a point from away from home is never bad. No. However, playing Leeds the week after, mm. um, got West Brom coming up, but we do have easier games coming. But so I can't see us losing this game. Famous last words clip this. So I'm going to go one-all, but I wouldn't be surprised if we did win two-one. Um, I just again, then you know Watford. Um, 11th in the league, not going down, not really going to make a push for the playoffs. Yeah. So uh, I feel in some ways this is probably an ideal game for us rather than playing someone at the end or at, at the bottom or the top of the table who've got something to play for. So, yeah, so I'm going I'm to go one all and I'm going to go for uh, Rudino Bonker to get his first goal. I think uh, I could see, you know, see another, like you say, free kick routines would look quite good. So I yeah. could maybe see him getting one from there. It's definitely going to be one of those where who, if teams take those chances, I mean, the, the their last few games at home, they've they've created about, I think it's between your kind of 12 and 18 shot marks, but they've, they're not, they're not scoring from it. So, but then they're allowing the opposition to at least get in double figures as well. I mean, I think it was Cardiff the other uh, the other week where they lost 1-0 and I think Cardiff were having about 12 shots in that game and coming away with that 1-0 win so I think if Town if Lee Nichols has a very good game um, and maybe these this Watford shooting is all off target like it seems to have been recently um, then yeah it's it seems like a pr if you're asking for first away game as manager it's not bad it's probably up there um, as a kind of, I'm not saying easy, but like you're not going to Leicester away, are you, or Southampton away? Um, so I think he's got a very good chance to to get his first points on the board. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, before we go, we did get a mailbag question, Tom. So let's get it answered. 
You've got mail. Uh, it's from Guy Bradley. Guy, thanks so much for sending questions. Uh, you always send a question, so and we love it. Um, and I like this one because you know exactly who you're talking to here. You said, with Andre Brighton right, always flashing the Stone Island Terrace badge like an ultra, who'd win in a fight, him or the scary-looking Christoph Müller? Uh, he does look hard, doesn't he, Tom? He looks like I won't mess with him, uh, Andre. Looks like he's seen some stuff. Um, yeah, but I, I think Bueller just different class. Like I would, if I was looking at them both, I'd I'd be yeah nowhere near Christoph. I think, but Christoph was such a lovely bloke, and having kind of, I had a very minor interaction with him when him and uh, David left, and I did that artwork, the thank you, uh, David artwork christoph got in touch with me and wanted one printing so i got to no. send him one which was very nice send him and david a print but yeah um yeah christoph bueller what an absolute scary bloke he he was on the touchline <laughs> so i would I'd, I'd back christoph i think i mean come on you can wear stone island doesn't mean you're hard does it <laughs> no true true um yeah, yeah, maybe I have to go for Christoph. We don't know what Andre's like yet, you know. No, but, I've um, just seen too many smiley photos of him, which is nice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I haven't seen a really scary looking shot of him. He's a very nice, smiley man by the looks of it. Um, it's going to be yeah. very interesting to see what he's like on the sidelines, isn't it? Yeah, very. Yeah, I want. Well, the club have obviously got their um, unrestricted, so it'd be good to see what he's like when you know yeah. he's in the dugout. But yeah, yeah, I, I think we're both Christoph here. I, I agree with you. What I think makes people more menacing as well is when they are really nice, but then you've also seen the bad side. Do you know what I mean? If, the, if you see yeah. someone aggressive all the time, it's uh, you know you're not too worried. But it's when the people who are quite calm and then when they go. Yeah, so we're going to go exactly. first. When you Google search Andre Brighton writer, pretty much every photo is him smiling. When you Google search Christoph Bueller, um, it's all very serious and arms folded and frowning, pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I just off that, I'm going, I'm going Christoph. There I feel like Christoph can get a good headbutt in there as well. Yeah. True. <laughs> And this is why you guys listen to the preview show. Uh, we're going to leave it there, but thanks uh, thanks to everyone for sending in the questions and responding to Kwame's questions. Thanks to Tom for putting up with me, as always. Thanks to listeners for putting up with us, as always. And thanks to Magic Rock, who sponsor this. I, I'm sure when they had the sponsorship in mind, they'd expect us to be talking about uh, who's yeah. winning the final. So, uh, no, cheers to them. Uh, we will be back to preview the next game, which is Leeds United. Um, oh, God, I'm already not looking forward to that, given <laughs> how everyone... Yeah. Everyone's going to go a little bit um, intense, shall we say. Yeah. Uh, us included. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll look out for that. But they're not bothered about it, obviously. Right, we, <laughs> we will leave it there. Tata for now and up the town. To town play Bring the car Back to Huddersfield 
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.